everybody, welcome to Kyle's Cult. This is uh, episode 118, I believe, which is uh, surreal. We've done a lot. Already that many? A lot of, a lot of episodes. Uh, that's crazy. That's weird. And you'd think something would come of it. There'd be, a, you know, if we're working that hard, there'd be some money or just, you, you know, I'd be selling out stadiums. Nothing. I just, I could have done this in the house with no, nothing plugged in. I don't think so. Yeah. Because no one's... What would you want in return, though? Nothing. I don't want anything. I just like to create, right? Right. I just like to do it. I don't need to get a thing other than that. This is the fun part. This is the fulfilling part, right? Right. So I should explain to everyone who's talking with me right now, which is really cool. Um, I'm here with Chuck Romero. And Chuck is someone who came to one of my last events and has just we just are completing Chuck and I working together for three days like doing one-on-one for three days and this consisted of literally first of all literally a week ago Chuck sent a video and it was his 26th take on that video because he was scared of the camera and he was scared to say where he was at and kind of was scared to break through that that was a week ago and we worked and broke through all these old stories and all these different things. And, and day one broke through that. Day two, we made a video that was amazing. And we started realizing what one of your voices, one of your passions is definitely, you know, you left the corporate world and you had a corporate job for how many years combined? Oh, combined, it's got to be 30 years. 30 years. So My entire life. You worked the corporate world. You, you had... A, 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 career for 30 years doing stuff that made money it wasn't like it was hell but it wasn't fulfilling to you right sure tell me about that first of all well i mean you know and i i want to go back to the very beginning of you know our team that we've been working with you from all different parts of the country uh we actually started about a month ago so i had about almost a month to do that one video that took me forever to do hmm so hmm. if you recall, it was like I was living with hell for almost a month. So for a month, you couldn't. You were trying to make a video, and you had kind of a stage fright in front of the camera. And well, yeah, who talks to the camera to themselves? Right. I didn't know. It sounded. It, it was almost just seemed odd to turn a camera on and talk to yourself. Right. But I tried twenty five times until I got it times. right. And I mean, that's fa- what a fascinating process because one of the things that I really want to help people with is to to get them out of their head and the story about that and you're actually someone who spent a month you came to my event february that was in february and you spent a month at home trying to make your first video because you're right we started doing for the people listening i started doing calls with a certain group of people from the event and each week i would assign them make a video so that started like immediately after the the event and i would get video after video but i didn't see anything from chuck coming in and then uh, last week, the first one came in. And each of the people on the call work with me one-on-one. Chuck is first in doing that. And so you made this video. Tell me about the, the hell of that video, first of all. Tell me about why it was so hard for you. <clears throat> because it really is about ego. You know, I'm just, I spent my entire life in the professional world building this persona. And so every time I would start recording myself, I would be my biggest critic. I'd say, oh, come on, now you, they don't want to hear that, or, oh, that sounds too serious, oh, that sounds too academic, because I left the academic world about 12, you know, after 12 years. And I, every time I tried to record it, it was just something else was wrong. 
thank goodness I wasn't doing a video of me dressed that it didn't matter because then I would have been worried about what I was wearing. Uh, yeah. So it was a matter of content is what I was worried about. So my biggest crit- critique was myself. Mm-hmm. And I knew that that's what I was trying to accomplish, getting out of myself, getting out of my head, getting out of my old patterns of belief. And that's why I came to work with you. It's uh, where's my passion? Where's my, where are my talents? Where are my gifts? What do I have to do to get, break through all of that so that I can actually be on purpose and do the things I really, really want to do? Stop snoozing at the job. I spent 30 years just like a zombie you know you buy into this uh, belief that you go and you get a job and you get your education then you go and get a job and then you fill out all the paperwork and then you do all your evaluations and you do job descriptions and you do and you read Harvard Business Review and you just do what you're supposed to do because that's what the business world says you're supposed to do and in the meantime you're losing your soul day by day and you're She's just becoming a zombie, a zombie. And I, I realized that for the last several years of my life, of my career. And I didn't like myself after a while. I mean, and I told you about it. And, and I'm sure a lot of folks can agree that, you know, when you have to start going to a doctor and start taking sleeping pills just to go to sleep because you're so stressed with your job, there's something really wrong with that. But you have to question yourself, how am I complicit in this? I mean, come on. I had to, I played the role here of do I get out, do I not get out? And all the work we've been doing is about get about how do you get out and then how do you just feel great about it? And I came out to LA to just do that. It's like, well, what's the worst that can happen? I got to go back into another job? Right. right. I don't want to do that. <laughs> right. I I just didn't. And and tell me about I love that too what you're saying and tell me about when you left that job and what you discovered about yourself because one of the things we came up with today and when we started crunching numbers of all the different things that we're trying to sustain and and you know when and and if you wouldn't mind also telling me about that 20 percent thing that you were talking about you know going into work and being able to only work up to 20 percent of your capacity sure you know and uh hopefully those folks that I worked for over the years are listening to this. They didn't get their money's worth out of me. That's their choice. Mm-hmm. Because you have employees that because of your bad management, because of your incompetence as a great leader, you don't you don't get the best out of them. You don't sit there and ask them, what is going to charge you to do your job? How do we get you to creativity? How do we get you to purpose? How do we get you to passion? Those aren't questions that people ask, and not good leaders. Great leaders do ask those questions, mm-hmm. and they coach you to that. So for me, I had to be honest with myself and know that all I was showing up was 20%. You know, I came in, and, okay, I did what I had to do. That's all you want. And I just diddled and piddled, and I would take walks around the campus and go visit with people, and I was more of a socialite than anything else. After a while, I just made friends and... I wasn't working, and I wasn't even enjoying what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And the realization was, what do you want to do? And you start asking your question, what do you want to do? And that's where reality set in. I want to get out. I want to go figure out what I'm about. 
And that's why I'm here. Yeah. That's what we've created the last several days. Tell, uh, you know, since, since, you're, since you're bringing it up, I'm going to ask you to walk people through what your last three days was like. <laughs> because, because you're talking about it, and I, I want to definitely. Sure. I, I wasn't do it looking for an endorsement, but I definitely do. Oh. Uh, I'll take one. Yeah. But if, well. you're, if you're talking about the three days, I know that there's people that are like, what, what is this three days thing? What happened? So Chuck came out and worked with me for the last three days, and it's been a crazy experience. Right. Yeah. So I, I, we start back in November. You know, I saw you in Kansas City, and um, I kind of went kicking. like, oh, really? I don't want to go listen to this guy. But I spent four hours listening to you in Kansas City, and you talked about the invitation that, you know, I would like to do this kind of work with people, but like for three days to really, really get into it. And you sent the email that you were going to do this in February. And so I just, I was one of the first ones, I can guarantee you, one of the first folks that just went online and said, oh yeah, I'll go. Because the work you're doing, because you, you make it fun. You know, I've heard many, many transformation speakers, Marianne Williamson, nothing against you and others, that they challenge you, but the comedy is what makes it fun and makes it real. It's practical understanding of, Dude, you get real life. Mm -hmm. You really were funny the three days, but impactful. And then by the third day, you just kind of put out a challenge and you invited people. You know, if you really want to get into your core, into your real beliefs, into your passion, into your transformation, into getting into what you want to do with the rest of your life, with where you're at, come out and see me. You know, we'll have fun and we're just going to play. We're going to work two days one-on-one again I remember running outside lobby you I still hadn't met you you know there are 200 people at this event but I went outside lobby and I said yeah I'm gonna do this I'm gonna, what's the worst that can happen I kept asking myself you got to go back to what you had you got to go back to an employment office or you got to start getting on LinkedIn and you got to get back in a suit and and I just wasn't there and there's a lot of folks I'm sure that are listening to this going man I get it dude that that's like that's resonating with me and it's true it, it i'm sure a lot of folks were in zombie states and are in zombie states right now mm -hmm. and that's my life's per passion right now is kyle awaken me to what my real talents are so that i can help folks coach folks out of their zombie states hmm out of there, you know, oh, I can't do it. Because there's a list of excuses I gave myself, and I was, we're all good at giving ourselves excuses every day, every day. You sit at that desk, and you go, oh, yeah, but look at this comfortable office that I have. Yeah, and what would I do without this office? I mean, who would I talk to? Oh, but then people, what are they going to think? You know, I like that people feel good. You know, mm -hmm. like, you know, my, my persona there, you know, I'm important. Right. You know, that feels good. My ego, I stroke my ego all the time with my job. And really, come on. One of the things that's so fascinating to me was today we talked about, you know, a lot of times people, we talked to, basically we're talking about you not living in your 20% 20, 20 fear-based life and, and moving to a place where you, you have a calling. When you're in your job, you have a calling in you that says, I'm, I'm worth more than this. I'm worth more than donating eight hours a day of my time doing not what I want to do, sitting in a cubicle, making money for someone else. Right. There's something about me that's not feeling fulfilled. So you left this thing. And what we did and by was, the way, something, you felt like you were cheating your employer the whole time yeah i mean i had to be honest mm. about that it's like well if they don't want any more out of me 
Right, because you can bring in this creativity that sure. can emphasize things and make things bigger, and you didn't get to do that. And and one of the things that was crazy is people always go, well, if I leave, I don't have money. Right. And we discovered, just talking about it, that, yeah, of course, we all need to have some money to do some stuff. But what we also discovered was how much money you're spending in things that you only have to be spending because most of the day you're in hell. Right. So because you're living your life in hell, you're living against your own grain. So your health goes down and, and, you, and you're working at work. So you're, you're eating the donuts there and you're, you're, you're paying money for things like those donuts and the, the coffees and the muffins and donating to things to just be, get significance. And then we started discovering that like this caused you to have like cholesterol stuff and, and was it high cholesterol and blood pressure? Was blood that pressure, was? Uh, glaucoma, diabetes, diabetes. Right. I mean, I was type two diabetic and I'm thinking what, what's, what is all this right. about? And of course your doctors are going to say, well, you're getting old. Yeah. Really? And is there anything else to do? Take a pill. Take our pill. Exactly. Yeah. Feed the pharmaceutical companies. And and so you so you then you you we discovered that also there's a part of us that feels empty because we're not living in our purpose. So there's a part of us that wants to get significance, right? Mm -hmm. So you've been doing a lot of things and, and most people know what we're talking about here, where they're actually paying more money. Not because the thing they want to do fulfills them in their soul, but because they just want to look significant and get lo loved more. So they're buying bigger houses than they need. They're making sure the car is not just a car. It's got all this luxury to it, which there's nothing against those things if you're fulfilled doing those things. But a lot of times when we look at why we do stuff, it's because then people will like us more. And one example that's fascinating is the is flowers, right? The idea of do we flower, put flowers all over and decorate our house? Are we doing that because uh, we really love of that or is it because we like to have the ownership of that and you gave an example of doing that versus just not having to pay for them not having to buy all that and instead just going to botanical gardens where they're already there where they're beautiful it's just you're not saying they're mine you're just appreciating them and that's a very different thing and that's much more fulfilling in my opinion you know and and uh so we also discovered that in just significance cost a year, it was like around $86,500. Sure. If that you start you, adding up all the, every, all the costs involved with just living the life that you had. Right. And from automobile costs to insurance to at the work to money that you spend because of uh, boards, because of black tie events, because of... Uh, I can just go on and on and on about things that you did just to maintain your job, your your lifestyle. And then when you pull back and we did the analysis of well, what do you spend for this and what are you spending on all this decorating of your house on the outside? Does it need to have flats and flats and flats of flowers outside and $1,200 of mulch every year? And you question yourself, right. what are my values? Do I really, do I, I'm dressing all this up because I pull in off the street and it takes me five seconds to pull into my garage and climb into my house. Right. But I'm dressing it up so that the neighbors and everybody else around me and all the folks that know me who drive by your house, and yes, we're all guilty of it. Oh, look at that house. Oh, look at all those flowers. Oh, look at all the, you know, the landscaping that folks have. But they don't say, you know, oh, wow, Chuck's a great landscape. <laughs> Right. I don't know what they mean. <laughs> yeah, but, but you're doing it to chase that sentence. Sure. That's it. 
Right. And you get it, and who cares? Who oh, cares? Nice job. Oh, thanks. <laughs> wow, that was that was my and the cost thousand dollar compliment. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's fat. I re- I know that for me, I just sold my house a couple months ago, and you know, I had the three. St- I had a three story townhouse. It was it was cool. It had awesome stuff, and there were so many things that I also had to take care of. You know, like we all have these stupid meetings about, you know, we have to have matching doors because one person got some water on her door. Now she had to get a new one and we all had to match her door. And then it was like, now there's a problem where the tree's coming in too much. So everyone's voting on like having to do all this stuff. And and then all of a sudden the HOA dues go through the roof. And all these things that we have to take care of that like I just don't I'm never happy to I'm never like oh I'm dying to be forced to put a new door on mm-hmm. you know in fact one neighbor had a termite damaging their porch so I wrote an email to everyone goes does this mean we all have to get matching termite damage <laughs> um, but but every time there was a problem we all had to deal with it and I just was like I don't care about any of this you know when I, I now live in an apartment that I just chose to sell the house get a giant chunk of money from that and not have to deal with the giant mortgage, not have to deal with being a slave to what the market does, you know, that's done now. And then having less expenses to live in a smaller place that is like a resort. It has the giant pools, it has cabanas, and every single thing there is taken care of. Even inside my place, the fridge goes out, new fridge brought in, right? Every single thing, I don't have to deal with it. And I, you know, I was even talking with with Courtney, my girlfriend, about should we go to Hawaii and stuff? Why? Why would we even leave this place? We could, but like this place is already heaven. So I live a little, I'm not in LA in that mix now. I'm much more, I'm I'm like 20 miles north in Calabasas at this place that's just its own resort. And it's cheap because it's not in that crazy mix. So I forget what traffic's like until I come up here. And I forget what all this crap's like. And all these people are in these hamster races because they're trying to get somewhere else. And they think the goal is to make as much money as possible. And they're spending so much money on just because they're stressing to get all that money so they're spending all this other money on like we we're talking about the idea of happy hour well you only have happy hour if the rest of the time <laughs> sucks right sad, like there's sad hours sad, during the day sad hours all day and then we'll go to this one place to get drunk and be happy right or you could just be happy all the time because you're in your core and then people go well how do i make money well first of all you'll start to discover you might literally be saving 75 to 150,000 a year just because 90% of the things we're buying, we don't, we only are buying them because we're miserable and we're fixing it for a minute with, you know, movies or, or, you know, different, you know, alcohol or all these Starbucks trips and all these different things. And it's fascinating to just today we took inventory of that. And what, what also has been fun with you is just in the three days you've been out here, you've been relaxing and we've been creating. We've been co-creating. Right. And all I've been doing working with you is is seeing where your core story is and then trying to help you get to that. Because you're so used to, in the corporate world, talking from a more, you know... we In the corporate world and in the most of our world, we talk from a very mid-level place just about like oh the weather and here's this thing and this football team did this and that's great but we're very rarely saying what we feel really because we're scared someone will be mad at us or we're scared and you know our favorite comics the George Carlin's and the Louis C.K.'s out there are just saying 
exactly what we're feeling at a core. Right. But we're scared to say what we're feeling, so we overlook it. And once you tap into that, what happened was on day one, we kind of broke you out of your your story a little bit. And day two, we found, well, you're really good at explaining, you know, how to get from then hearing that voice in the corporate world that you're worth more, but you're scared to leap. And then you started, and then you made a video that now my, my, we, I got my camera crews editing and we're putting all kinds of beautiful cutaways of you. We've been on hikes. We went to the beach. We, we went out and, you know, near the pool. We, I went swimming today. Well, you, well, you literally wrote a book chapter outline where you literally wrote 16 potential chapters and four sub chapters for each one. You now have the layout for your book. But then the craziest thing was after that, we got back in the, the room and we turned the camera on and you riffed like Michael Beckwith into the camera, like eight videos like that. And the reason was because we tapped in that place in you where we just strike oil. Absolutely. Where now there were no takes needed and there was no changing it. You just suddenly were passionate. If people could see your before and after, it's nuts in three days. Because I'm not here to get you to achieve a bunch of stuff. I'm here to pull away the crap and you know you have 10 seconds of holy crap it's scary this is a scarier territory sure. but in that territory you're suddenly free and you're able to speak from your heart and what's funny is even listening to you on the podcast you're now even flowing better than the videos amazing and you know every time we keep going it's now this snowball effect of of it just it's all exponential results and so my experience with you was you you made a video where you were scared you're kind of you, you knew you had enough knowledge in you to know you want to do more with your life, that you're worth something, and that's awesome because most people aren't even aware of that, and they're just worth so much, and you've just been trained to become a, a product or a robot, you know? And you came out, you worked day one, we broke a lot of stuff, and on day one, how much processing, quote, quote processing, did you have to do? <laughs> well, you and know, how much the, do you not now, by the way? Exactly. I mean, I the first day I kept saying, Kyle, settle down. Give me some time to process. Mm -hmm. But that was me running away from. Oh gosh, my old self wanted to say, "What are they doing to you? What are they? What's he trying to do to you? What's he trying to do to you?" And my old story kept appearing, and that's my idea of processing. But after today, you know, you're talking to me yesterday about, "Hey, why don't you stay an extra day and let's go do a podcast?" And I said, "A what?" And we're here live and. You know, the guy that I used to be would probably think, oh, gosh, what am I going to say? Is it going to be right? Am I going to not say this? Can I say this? Now it's just a matter of whatever happens going to happen. Just right. stay in flow. Just enjoy your life. Uh, have fun. And encourage others to just do it. Just just do what your passion is. Just go out there and do it. Because there's, there's plenty of resources out there to support you. Yeah. And in this flow that you're experiencing and in this lack of feeling of you need to compartmentalize your mind and have one frustrating job here and then finally it's the weekend and I'll just, I'm going to watch this show and just numb it and everything like that. And in that process, your health has skyrocketed back up too, right? Absolutely. Didn't you say you, the, disease, the, the illnesses went away, right? Sure. I mean, I don't have, I don't take my glaucoma drops anymore. My poor eye doctor's probably upset that I don't have to pay for those. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm no longer type two diabetic. Uh, my no longer type two diabetic. No. What was the factor that changed that? Just, just the leaving just the job, losing, eating right, losing weight, cooking right, simple things, and and just moving stress, removing moving stress. stress. Doctors keep talking about how important stress is in our lives. 
but we don't realize it until you pull back and you live a different life, you know, and you take time to enjoy yourself. And there's folks that I've coached through this now. It's like, just take some time to enjoy yourself because reality is, is that this past year, it's amazing to be able to wake up and just go to a library and not have an agenda, uh, a calendar in front of you that dictates where I have to go. But in fact, my mind is just expanded to, I can read for the next six hours and I have no one that I have to answer to. Yeah. And so I'm just creating while I'm doing all this work of reading, of educating, of following what I want to follow. I'm creating opportunities like this for myself to say, yes, I can go ahead and do this. I'm going to give myself permission to make money this way in coaching this way because that's where my passion is. Yeah. That's where everything's going to happen. That's where, I mean, that's a sweet spot. That's your, just get there. Right. You know, forget all the other stuff and, and all the other stories you've been told about how it's supposed to be. Because, yeah, they, maybe, maybe they're not right. Right. But deep down within each and every one of us, we know at core what is ours to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I know mine's to be in service to coach other folks, to, to bring out the best in other people, to bring out the creativeness. And that's what you did. You know, when I met you in February, it was like, oh, man, wow, this guy's, like, really challenging. And I saw those folks get up on stage at that, you know, at the Weston Theater there in February. And and even the video that you posted on your website of Teddy, getting up there on stage and saying, okay, well, dude, I've got a st- stage fright and I'm afraid to talk to people. And live, right there in front of all of us, this guy just starts talking and starts riffing on stage and just is... Everybody that you brought on stage are a lot more exciting and dynamic. And they had never spoken on the stage before or in public. They were like, they were just telling their stories and we we're all like, wow. I've heard many, many speakers throughout my life. National speakers, international speakers. These folks were just getting on stage talking about their passion because you were coaching them through just, just let it come out. Yeah. Let it be. Let it be. You're all, we're all safe here. You know, you're not... <laughs> Just yeah. a space of love for everybody, so that they can they can experience that growth, they can experience that opening. Well, I'm more and more convinced and aware. Like I've had three different friends that I met, and they were they quote tone deaf; they couldn't hear notes. Mm-hmm. And after time of hanging with them, I would discover that they were in resistance to themselves because of some story. Either they were living in a lie, or they're parents did something to them that they're in resistance to they're mad about you know or they went through a thing or they feel guilty about something well when you have that trauma you don't want to feel it again so you protect you start guarding you know you can see this in dogs that went through abuse right Right. where they're they're just in a protection place right and they're guarding all the time so they're not connected to this moment it's like a radio alarm clock taking its antenna and pulling it down And so it doesn't know what's going on and what's available in this moment because it's analyzing everything because it's trying to stay safe. So it's thinking of the past and it's thinking of the future every second because it doesn't want to feel the past. So it's in the past all the time and it thinks this thing in the future better not be like that past. Right. Right. So what I've discovered is by helping people just undo those stories or catching that that's, oh, wait, okay, so that thing that happened to me in my childhood has caused me to become a much more sensitive person or a a freer person or a more loving person. Like, I could look at things in my childhood all the time and go, I would not change, even anything that was really bad, I would not change one thing. 
because it got me exactly right here with Where this you need to cool, be. cool combination of purpose and sensitivity. But even people that are in major lows that aren't in that place could look at it and see what the good is about that. There is as crazy as it might sound. It, it could be like it caused you to be aware you'll never experience that again or it caused you to whatever. Well, that what happens when you do that? You change the meaning of it. Mm-hmm. And it goes from this terrible thing to the greatest thing that ever happened to you. It causes you to be able to feel deeper. It causes you to care for other people that are in different situations. It causes you to have a much bigger empathy for people in that right. situation. So when you change the meaning of it, you let go of your resistance to it. When you let go of your resistance to it, the story goes away because only resistance to a story is what keeps it existing, right? Only saying that story shouldn't exist is the problem, not the story itself. And it only keeps coming up when you fight it. It only keeps coming up, you know, it's it's stress that causes illness, right? If sure. you could just love for a minute and just stay on yourself and stay loving, even loving an illness, you know, whatever, it can't live in that. It's, it's a byproduct of resistance. Right. And so when people let go of that story, they finally end up just here. And in here, you start to put the antenna up, and it's not a religious thing. You just start to notice ideas that come through. You start to notice insights, possibilities, freedom and stuff. And you're not worried about getting significance as much because you're not trying to get a connection to those things. Your, your connections to yourself, your connections to that thing, it's much cooler here. You know, it doesn't have to be God. It can be God. It doesn't matter. It can be yourself. You can hear this if you're an atheist. It's just that creative part of you. Right. Right. And so when they did that, those friends now can hear and sing. They're musical. Right. And so I actually wonder more and more, like if if people have a natural comedic timing and a a natural musicality and, and abilities that they don't know if they have because they're so busy protecting themselves from feeling a pain in the past that doesn't exist anymore. And the more I talk to people, the more I realize that I, oh God, we're amazing creatures that the only way to get us to buy things we don't need is to constantly put us in fear, to and pump the right. wars and to pump all these things and create scare and fear, you know. And remind us of how inadequate we are. Right. When in fact, that's not even the truth, not right. even close to the truth. Get you to see you're inadequate and then go, guess genes to make you somebody. Sure. Right? Or, or Pepsi for when you feel like crap. We're drinking Pepsi. It's oh. like mercury and sugar <laughs> in a bottle, you know? And... That's what causes all the stress. That's what causes that. But when you finally undo that stuff, you feel so connected to yourself that that stuff doesn't taste good. It tastes bad. You know, alcohol doesn't taste good to me anymore. Coffee doesn't taste... It's like, well, coffee tastes good. I'm not there yet. But but there really is a thing where when you're in this moment, when you're in this place, you're, you're, you're freer, mm-hmm. you know? And in that freedom, your connections to here. And so what I've watched is it's, I, we've stayed on it for three days. And I'd love to have people hear your beginning video and then show you here in this totally centered place on a podcast that has thousands of listeners, you know, and you're just talking with flow. You're just saying what you feel. Right. You've lost that part that goes, do I have to do it right? Because the part of you that goes, what am I going to say on the podcast only wants to do it right because it wants to get its connection from other people. Sure, it wants to feel significant. Right. Let me feel my importance. Right. Let go of it. So let me ask you this. This is fantastic. So what is it that you want to do now? 
What is it you feel like doing? What have you, or even what, I'm going to see this first. What's the best thing you took away from, from the three days or a couple things? I think the, well, from day one is letting go of my story in the past. You know, you just, you're right. I could hang on to my story and feel bad for myself for everything that's happened to me and the way I grew up and where I grew up and everyone has a past. The reality is, is I keep talking about knowing that I'm here. This is where I'm at right now in my life. These are experiences right, that I have right now in my life. This is the education I have. This is the, the money I have. This is everything I have. And just taking an assessment of all of it, stepping back, looking at it, saying, not bad. I'm okay. And what's the worst that can happen if I decide to take control, shift, and just accept, just accept what's deep, deep within my core, within my soul, within my, whatever you want to call it, you know, my calling to just do what I want to do. And I know what it is. I mean, it's been calling me for years. It's like, get out and help people. Get out and get people to understand that you're a great coach. You're a great life coach. You're a great, you know, spiritual coach. You're everything you have the capacity to be, you already have. Mm-hmm. Stop waiting for somebody else to do it for you. Stop waiting for the Kyle Cesis to have to get to Kansas City, you know, to tell you that you can do it. But, I mean, in fact, it was that. Uh, and I thank you for it. But, uh, but now it's take it, take it on the road, you know. Get out there. Cheer people on. Bring them out to, you know, hear you talk. Bring them out to, to, to live their passion. Get them out of there. I talked today about... You know, I think a lot about people that I've worked with, how they're just, they're like walking zombies. They're, they're so unhappy. And trust me, I worked at the university where they're state employees and they're even worse because they're, they just, they feel no reason to grow. Well, I've got a state job, I've got a federal job and I'm comfortable and I'm just gonna live out for my retirement and bam, somebody has a heart attack and how was that retirement? You know, bam, have a stroke. How's that? Stop living just for the job. That's all my message is. Stop living for the job. Stop living for that paycheck because there's more out there, exponentially more. You're capable of doing so, so much more. All of us are. Yeah. You know, and even if it means leaving a job to do greater things at the same kind of employment, sure, but make sure that you're going to be living your passion and working to your potential and giving 100%, 200% as opposed to 20%. Seriously? I mean, there's a lot of folks that just sit around their jobs giving 20%, 30% and just saying, that's it. That's all they want. Going to kind of take a siesta over here on the sidelines and wake me up when it's time to go home. Yeah. Man, I wish people could have seen you day one here. It's crazy <laughs> to watch. But that's awesome, man. I, uh, I'm really excited about what we're doing. One of the things that you've discovered in the last three days is you're about to have a new website up. You're about to release a bunch of new videos. People can go to chuckromero.com. How do you spell your last name? R-O-M-E-R-O. Website's not quite up. We're it's in the process of getting all this stuff together. We're putting it all together, and it'll be up very soon. And... You know, he's going to be releasing very shortly a bunch of different videos. He's talking about it. And what you want to do is support people that are in that place that feel the voice finally going, what have I done with my life? It's time for me to move forward. Sure. And and uh, I think that's awesome. And, right. man, it's been fun working with you, bud. It's been a pleasure. I mean, a blessing, a pleasure. It's been everything. And, and trust me, folks, uh, <laughs> this was a leap of faith. 
because for somebody to say, hey, come work with me in L.A. and I'm in Kansas City, uh, you know, I, it was. It was just a matter of what's the worst that can happen? Ask yourself every morning, what's the worst that can happen if I left? Oh, I've got a list of questions and there's plenty of answers that I have for folks and coaching them through it because yeah. those, they, I can, they're all invalid. They no longer existed in, exist in my world. And there's lots that I write upon now that, uh, that coaches people through that. And then being able to do the one-on-one is the most important thing with you because it's just me time. And I know for a fact that it's not, I'm not sharing that now with 20, 200 people, but it's like truly you've invested in me and understand that it's about me getting to where I need to be so I can get out into the world and do the work that I need to be doing. And that's where I'm at. Awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. Thank awesome. you. Thank, Thank you. you. I mean, it was great. And if, and if people, I didn't know I was going to get so much endorsements and, and, and such awesome plugs, but if people are interested in more on that, they can write Kyle at kylecease.com if they have questions on working with me because I have such a passion of getting people out of their fear-based consumer mindset and into that creative mindset, into that place that you are really designed to be in, I believe. You know, the other one, it sucks for a reason. It's, you know, if you feel addictions for a reason, that's because we're not in that core doing what we want to do. And when you do, it's scary for a few days and then it's the most freeing thing in the world. So uh, Kyle at KyleCease.com if you want to work with me on that. Um, Check out ChuckRomero.com. He's going to have new stuff. And I also want to mention that my next event is June 27th through the 29th. Um... And uh, you can go to evolvingoutloud.com for that. Um, Spend three days of your life immersing yourself in your possibilities because we are mostly always addicted to things and we don't realize what's outside of that mental cage until we're pulled from it. You know, if you're an animal in a cage, you want to get out of the cage, but if someone keeps throwing candy in there, you won't even know that you're in a cage. You'll just be like, you know, CNN, the plane is going on and, you know. <laughs> How many stuff. times do we have to look for that plane? <laughs> yeah, you'll just be in there just trying to, you know. And, of course, there's there's a total truth and a sadness to the story of that, that plane. But, like, there's people that for the last month have been staring at their TV and could have written a book, you know, and could have done something else mm-hmm. and just experienced, you know, chilling. And some of our, I, I think if almost every person looks at their favorite memories in their life, they're almost all something that's totally cheap. You know, it's like my favorite memory is my life when I stayed and I kept writing that book or I just lied down by the beach or meditated under the tree or botanical gardens or the library or whatever. Those are really the places where you start to feel the most fulfilled. You know, very few people are like, I'll never forget when I, and they say some passionate thing that was thousands and thousands. No, I'll never forget when I bought that Lexus. That was the best decision. (laughs) They treated me so well in that showroom. Yeah. And, you know, (laughs) everyone stared at me after that. And it was just so, I felt (laughs) so connected. Having everyone ask me where I got it. And it's amazing that you drive down the street thinking people are really looking at you yeah no they actually kind of don't like you they're like oh look at this asshole with his lexus suv you know thinks he's better than everyone so like which i almost bought like two weeks ago by the way because i was in my head it's so interesting i was in my head a couple weeks ago feeling a little tense and felt like getting one and i couldn't tell it was that tension that was causing that and then the next day i felt like buying a mountain bike instead i'm like well that was about a forty-eight thousand dollar difference you know like (laughs) how nice to suddenly have that instead 
I, I'm so much happier putting my money into like my crew and people that are working on my vision with me and, and their vision. And I can help them with their visions and, and, you know, creating. I'd rather put my money into creating and getting my message out more than just showing off that I have a giant car. You right. know, and, and I have a car and it's awesome and it's fascinating what happens and how much money you save just when you start to live from a place of appreciation you're like god I have so many cool things already and you just love those things and I'm not in a place of lack at all only you'd need to buy those things when you start off from a place of lack in the first place so Chuck you're awesome man thank Kyle you. thank you and your staff that was great it was awesome thank you well we're going over to Agape now It's the holiest episode I've ever done. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, EvolvingOutloud.com.